Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Matt Shaw and Melbourne Football Club. This is Matt Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Two weeks left to go in your Supercoach Dream Team AFL Fantasy Ultimate Footy Draft Starts Moneyball. Whatever you play for fantasy footy, here at the Coaches Panel, we are here to help you. Yes, in these dying weeks of the year, there is still plenty of stuff to talk about. Hello, it is MJ from the Coaches Panel. I hope you're well. And joining me in the studio to chat all things fantasy footy as we head into round 22. Can you believe it? The Fox, we're here, mate. Hey, MJ. What's doing? Well, mate, there is still a fair bit to talk about. That is for sure, man. Um, then let's kind of jump into it right on this episode. There are some Patreons uh, that have submitted some questions. Uh, we want to get to them uh, a little bit later on. And, uh, of course, a massive thanks to every single Patreon for their support so far in 2019. And if you stick around in the offseason, there is plenty of trade analysis of every single player and a whole stack of other exclusive content you won't be getting at coachespanel.tv. You won't get through this regular uh, Spotify or iTunes podcast, but Patreons, you'll get access to that. You can go and join that now, patreon.com forward slash coachespanel. But we want to get to their questions. I want to talk uh, in a moment, Fox, too, about some players that we might look at for the final two weeks. Again, there's not much data left to look at, but I want to spend a lot of time um, with an eye to 2020. Um, for coaches, you probably find yourself in one of three positions with two weeks left to go. One, your focus is your overall ranking and you're a genuine chance at still winning it. Well done to you if that's the case. Second, all you give a stuff about is your league. So you're in a prelim or a grand final this week, depending on how you try to customize your league. Or third, you've got no chance at winning your league finals or you've got no chance at overall rankings. So you've got half an eye to the 2020 fantasy footy season. And so let's spend some time, Fox, talking about that. There, There is a heap of stuff and variables that have come that we can't control right now. And, and I suppose, Fox, that there's a heap of variables that we want to talk about positions in a moment, but like where a player gets traded, that's one of those unknown, uncontrollables for us right now as we sit here in August. In two months' time, a player, gosh, you throw a name out like a Stephen Cornelio, the club he goes to or stays yeah. at has huge fantasy implications for 2020. Absolutely. And there's already talk, isn't it? Oh, the, the rumours have begun. <laughs> Does it start earlier every year? I, I feel like as team seasons disappear, you've got to have something to focus on. And so, you know, trade period is yeah, what you go cra- to. Some of them are crazy. but uh... Yeah, no, that you've got to pick and choose where you get your uh, trade uh, rumour mill from because otherwise it can be a little too extreme so where a player gets traded um, the price and or any potential discount they get certainly can make a player relevant what happens even at the AFL draft is irrelevant but the thing we want to speak about on this episode is positions and what I want to talk about is kind of three categories of positions Fox guys that are guaranteed to lose a dual position status that they currently maintain. Generally, it's guys losing mid um, defensive or forward status are the most relevant ones. So I want to talk about guys that right now we're happy to put a line through and say they'll lose it. Guys that are going to maintain their position that, again, AFL Fantasy have some gains during the year that will be new additions for everyone else but already have it. They won't be the maintains. We'll put them in the gains category. So guys that lose it, guys that will maintain their position, 
and guys that may gain. Again, we're not champion data. They're the ones that assign it. There's an element of information out there. They do say it's generally around that 35% marker of time spent in a position. Um, There's not a heap of criteria that's made generally massively public. Maybe there will be this year, but in in past there's been little bits of information here and there and percentages, but nothing hugely um, data crunching that the average pundit can kind of forecast with future accuracy. But Yeah, it's not like they do it over a pub meal. No, exactly. But that's okay, Fox. So, so let's talk about guys that right now, as we as we stand here in the middle of August, when we're looking at fantasy footy in 2020, you're happy to say they are losing a position in 2020. Give us a name, Fox. Who are you just saying, nah, they're no chance to have that position again this year? All right, no chance. Uh, Tim Kelly. He's losing forward status, I'm going to guess. I think he is. I think you're on the money with that one, man. He's just spending a heap of time, isn't he, through that Geelong midfield. Some might have thought he was even lucky to get forward status last year. But, look, no, he's not only is he a genuine Uh, Brownlow medal chance. He's had a ton of centre clearances. Um, And another guy, Warpole. Warpole. The Warpedo. Yes. I think he might be losing something. I think he'll be losing forward status as well. And probably if you're going to talk about losing forward status, you could probably throw a couple more in there. Because you're right, the the injury to Tom Mitchell, while it was devastating for all of us back at the start of the year, it created an opportunity for Warpool to thrive and have some greater responsibility in the midfield. And he's done that. And gosh, to be honest, his run from after the bye has been better than pre-buy. So well done if you managed to hold him through there. He was slowing a little bit, heading to the buy, and he's just stormed back after there. I think it's pretty safe to say Travis Boak's losing forward status. He's been spending a lot of time through that Port Adelaide midfield. There have been a couple of games of late where he has gone back a little bit forward, but I think the, the body of work over the year would suggest he's losing forward status. And probably Jack Billings as well. He is getting a bit of forward time through there. I'm not sure if your, your take is on it, Fox. Feel like he's been up on that wing a lot this year, though. Yeah, I think you're right, but he could be one of those ones just in that little window. Just sneaks e- enough. Either slide, he might just slide, but it's only going to be just. Okay. Uh, you're curious uh, on your your thoughts, and maybe it bleeds into the maintain of, of a couple of guys. Uh, while we're talking about losing status, is Josh Dunkley? any chance of getting forward status in your mind next year? Or are you thinking, look, because his first five or six weeks of the year, a lot of forward time, and then he has had a real role change uh, probably over the past three months or so. Is there anything in your mind that you go, look, that might be enough to keep it? Or are you, you like, nah, mate, he's he's pure mid at this stage? Again, there's two I, games of data that can still impact. Yeah, I've got to tend on the side that he's going to lose it. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Yeah. Any other big names or, or relevant, obvious names that you think they're going to lose a status um, before we talk about maintains and then get to the gains? All right, let's go through uh, some of these. Um, Do you want the low-hanging fruit? Yeah. Or, or, or would you like to leave <laughs> got, that for me? I've got so many names in front okay. of me. Okay, Lockie Whitfield won't be a defender next year. Yeah. That's a fairly. That's as low as the fruit can go, isn't it? Yeah, like it, he played that role so well in 2018, off the halfback. Once Zach Williams got injured in the preseason, they needed that run and drive off halfback. He provided that was an All Australian last year. This year, uh, he ain't playing halfback. 
he ain't a defender next year. But I want to talk about him a little bit later on. And I might be crazy, but I've got an option. Uh, Darcy McPherson will lose forward status. The Gold Coast son, he's playing almost exclusively mid. He's going to be a midfielder for you next year. I think Andrew McGrath might lose defensive status. He's been playing a lot of off that wing. He might get dual. He might keep it, but I'm I'm pretty confident to say he won't be. Yeah, what's he, his numbers haven't been that. He wouldn't be relevant yeah, if he's yeah, not a yeah, defender. Yeah, correct. And yeah. to be honest, if he, even though he has defensive status, yeah. he's not really been relevant for us this year outside of the draft format of the game. A- any other big losses of DPP? There's a couple more that are, I think are pretty obvious. To, and I, I do want to spend more time on the maintain and the gain. But is there any more I've ones? I've got lots of maintains. Okay, well, we'll get to that. I think Connor Rosie loses defensive status. He's been playing almost exclusively forward for us. He's defensive forward eligibility this year, but he's real X factor inside that Port Adelaide forward line. He's barely been in down back. He's going to lose that status for you. Um, so you can drop that one off the list for you. We've talked about Darcy McPherson. Um, Caleb Daniel will lose his forward status. Um, that's more low-hanging fruit, as if you'd expect anything less from me, hey, Fox, to, to go anything other than that. I think he's going to lose that status through there for me. Um, in our back line, I don't feel like we're going to lose a heap, though, because if you you kind of look across the formats at the real popular names, none of them strike me as guys, n- not a heap of them anyway, that we're going to lose. Like across the formats, Lloyd, Laird, Crisp, Stewart... Darcy Byrne Jones, Basha yeah. Cooley, um, Daniel Rich. Do you say Callum Mills? I'm talking about the guys at the top of the tree, not the oh, potential. Yeah, okay. All right, okay. James Sicily, yeah, um, you know, all these guys right towards the top. They're all going to maintain it. You, you could maybe put a question mark on Christian Salem. He spent a lot of time up the wings. I don't think he's as lock, stock, barrel, going to lose defensive status. Others may feel he is, and that's fine. Um, but I don't think we're going to lose substantially outside of Lockie Whitfield in our back lines. It seems to be these early days, Fox, that as we start to get our heads just very gradually around 2020, that the forward line is where the pain's going to be this year. But that's probably the same for most years, isn't it? Yeah, I think you're right there. All right, well, you said you've got a list of big maintainers. Before we talk about the new gains, who do you think is going to maintain... A dual, well, maybe not a dual role, but a forward or a defensive role. Oh, there's one other oh. obvious one. Rowan Marshall's not going to be a forward next year. No. Play on. Well, he'll be a dual. We'll get to that. We'll get right. to that, Fox. Okay. All right. Well, the the, what, the the one I think, I think Danger. You think he maintains mid-forward? I do. All right. Talk me yeah. in. Talk me to it. I think his figures are pretty much similar. Um, like, we, we, there's a lot of data to go. Of on, course. And like and, we said... We're not champion data. There's not. We don't have the full visibility of what is the you know the the clincher to lock it in. We know enough, but not quite enough to have full confidence. But for you, he's done it. This season, like in his centre clearances, goals and goal assists, very very similar to last. Year. Comparable to 2018. Okay. Very very comparable. Yeah. Okay, that's good news because let's I think be honest, that is good news and. Yep. I'm pretty sure he'll he'll keep it. All right, he's locking him in to maintain, yeah. and uh, the rest of the fantasy community Woo-hoo! will be very happy to hear that it's got the Fox seal of approval. Uh, any other players that you believe are going to maintain? I think Isaac Heaney. You think the Heen dog? I agree with you on Woo-hoo! that one. Yes, he will. Pretty sure he will. Yes. Um. Uh, right, where, where, where? 
um, Zeeble. Keep the forward status, I think so. Yes. There was a, there was like that five or six, maybe not that long, but a four or five week window of time, kind of mid year, where he's playing almost exclusively midfielder. Yeah, but he has gone back, you know, to that kind of split. He's role. forward at the moment. Yeah, so he, he might gain mid. He might pick up a DPP, but I think yeah, he'll, he'll keep that forward eligibility absolutely. Yep. Um, Can I throw some names while you're considering? What about Bontempelli? Maintaining midfield status. And not getting... He, I, I think he's one that might oh, be yes. very on the edge. Because he was on the but, edge last year too. Yeah. Like, let's, two, let's get to the crust of it. The, the Bont and Dusty. They'd be the two that I think could surprise. That could both be mid-only is what you're suggesting? I think one will and one won't. And if you were hedging your bets right now, who would get it? I think Dusty might, and sure. the Bont may not. Ooh. Just for the amount of centre clearances. Like Bont, Bont has had a huge amount of centre clearances. I think that might. Uh, that sort of, uh, I think that got Dusty last year. Yes. He, he, what, uh, what do you have last year? Dusty last year had 77. Centre clearances. Yeah, whereas Danger had 45. So that, oh. might, have, that might have just been the crust that, um, between the two, because they were very, they were quite. Similar. They were very, very close. And I and the believe the Bont is right up there, right this year, okay. uh, fifty-eight. Ooh, okay, so, so maybe they've got this figure like fifty or something, and they just who if, knows? If you got it over that, that that adds to the. All right, fair enough. You add that to the mix, and that sort of sways you a little bit further. All right, away than the other. Fair enough too. Do you think uh, Sonny Walters will retain his forward status? Yeah, should do. Should keep that midfield forward yeah, split. All right. Um, someone like a, a Devon Smith. We've only seen a couple of games from him this year. Does he keep forward Not status? Not enough to go on there, but see, he would probably retire the same. So keeping it, you're how, suggesting? How many weeks did he play? I think he only played five or six weeks at the yeah, start of the probably year. Probably not enough. So is he in that same Menegola position who you know, has Ooh. had an injury-affected year, um, played a handful of games, give or take, um, around that? have been yeah. Last year, though, were some of the best forward options going around this year. Injury has certainly Menegola's come here. a tough one. Do you think he keeps it? He's only played, what, four games so far. Mm. So he's got a couple left. Yeah. Um, again, Clutching at straws here, but yes, well, men and Fox will pay you the big bucks to give an opinion, <laughs> mate, not to get on the fence. Um, yeah, uh, going on, can we throw a heat maps into this because they have a certain amount of to do? There, there are plenty of elements that are involved in the decision making process. Yes, yeah. but sure, Fox, we can use that. Whatever. Well, uh, he hasn't, he hasn't got much heat in the forward line. <laughs> he hasn't done a lot the past two weeks, unfortunately. Mangola, so building himself back uh, in. Um, maybe just mid. Um, if depending on the. Amount of games you needed to okay. put into this data box. All right, and again, so there's different criteria that we're not fully across. We're throwing things out. We're throwing some darts and seeing what sticks, Fox. I don't mind that. Um, all right, there's a couple of names for you there um, that maintain. Uh, I think Duncan. You think Duncan stays yeah. mid only? So there's thoughts that well, across know, the might... year he was a DPP suggestion yeah, a lot. He, he never gained it, though, did he? He never gained it. Never really in gained UF it. or AF. No, he never really did. He may have been just on that edge, but um, there's nothing that I can really see here that says he's going to gain a DPP. So mid only for dunks. All right. 
Okay. I think Devin Smith keeps forward status for what it's worth. Mm. Right, that's just yep. for me. Uh, and an injury discount. Uh, he didn't appear in this year's 50 most relevant. I think he's a fair chance to appear in it in 2020 just quietly, given the discount of the price that he's on. Uh, and that's assuming he keeps forward status. Well, let's then talk about some guys that may gain a new one, unless there's any other maintains you desperately want to talk about. Because I think there's only a handful of forwards, because I, I don't think, you know, looking at the forwards, I, I'm with you, I don't think Dunkley's got enough early season data to keep forward status. Bokes spent way too much time in the midfield for mine. Again, happy to be wrong, because I thought this time 12 months ago, Devin Smith was no chance to be a forward, but obviously he classified. So I've been wrong before, and I will be wrong again. Um, I don't think Billings keeps it. I'd like it to, because I own him in a couple of keeper leagues, but I don't think he does. Um, And uh, I don't think Caleb Daniels keeping forward status. That man is a pure defender, my friends. Like, do goals count? Like, if goals count... Surely they would. I know McCluggage has been probably more wing. Yes. But he might be just on that edge. Yes. He's kicked like okay. 20. Yeah, no. I think he's kicked over 20. Goals. Yeah, no, it's a, he's, he's a chance. So, yeah, he'd okay. be a good one. All right. Wouldn't he? Yeah, no, he would be. He might be like the Warpool. Of might just sneak in a little bit. Well, yeah. people thought he might have kept forward status from last year, McCluggage as well, similar yeah. with Taranto. Yeah. Both those guys missing out. He has got that game. He does. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the gainers. Because if they're the maintainers, the gainers is where it gets interesting for us as a fantasy community. Whether it be a draft league, keeper league, uh, or salary cap coaches, this is where we start to get some fresh meat, some exciting options, some thoughts around what could happen in 2020. I'll take, again, the lowest of low-hanging fruit from you, Fox. Caleb Daniel's going to gain defensive status. Now, for, ulti- for ultimate footy coaches, you've felt robbed and haven't been able to have him there all year. AFL fantasy coaches, you've had him since round six. But probably for super coaches, where he's been, a you know, from an average perspective, a top six tier forward, he's going to add some replenishment to our back lines. With Lockie Whitfield losing defensive yeah. eligibility, Caleb Daniel's going to roll straight back into that back line. And he does become a genuine top 10 de- defender for us was next year. Was he ever year. a forward? Like, how much data did they get into making him a forward to start with? Well, he was always spent a lot of time inside the Bulldog forward 50, but would push up and be creative through the midfield. And I think that's where ultimate footy went. Oh, he's been a centre forward for such a... Or a mid forward for such a long period of time. We'll just award it to him. The, probably the mistake they made was not making a, a, uh, a decision based off what we knew to be true in the preseason, which was... Bevo was really big on him playing defensive. So, look, the fact is, if you drafted him in ultimate footy, you've still got a top-tier forward when he was playing, but... Yeah, it would have been a beautiful... beautiful You'd love him down back. It would have been a ripper. A late pick in the draft this year in contrast. So, look, I'm taking low-hanging fruit, but he's gaining defensive status for us next year. Well, if you're going to take that low, I'm going to take one equally low and Ablett. Yes, (laughs) Gary's going forward status for us next year. Do you think that's a... Yeah, that's, that's a lock. I don't. I still don't mind it. I think it's draft relevant only. Um, it would take a pretty gutsy call to to go around in a salary cap format. But again, where's been the so called rest? We haven't mm. really seen it He's from been Gary. Good, hasn't he? It's been very good this year. Like the other um, day, as a forward, the other day he was down and out. You could the game before the Hawks game. You almost thought that he was going to miss the next. You like you, you'd Gar- always get up for a Hawthorne yeah, game, but but then he went interstate. You just Gary. know Gary's a big game player. 
and yeah. and he is still getting some midfield opportunity. Like after half time, you know, the game was done last week against North Melbourne. To be fair, Geelong probably could have stopped at quarter time given how well North Melbourne scored. But yet, still experimenting, giving Gary, you know, an opportunity to create through the midfield and still kicking goals. So I agree. I think he gains forward status. Uh, Brad Ebert should pick up forward status. He has already for ultimate footy and AFL fantasy coaches, but I think he's done enough um, prior to his concussion and now his injury that seeing him out for the rest of at least the home and away season, he should yes. be an interesting one that we pick up in our forward lines. And right. again, you know, I don't mind it again, maybe more draft relevant in our formats than salary caps. But if we don't get a heap of big new gainers, maybe he sneaks into the equation for us. Right. You got some more, Fox? Gee, I've got one oh, mid-pricer. Oh, yeah, no, that's fine. He's going to lose one, but he's going to gain two. Oh. So he's going to lose mid, and he's probably going to be defence for... Oh, I like those. Yeah, it's my yeah. favourite DPP. Sydney Stoke. Oh, yeah, good. Oh, yes, absolutely. He's playing all exclusively halfback, probably for the first eight weeks of his career as a Tiger, and then pretty much since Short and Hooley have got back into the side, Flip him forward, and he's he's just such a great footballer. So he'd be good in a draft. He'd be very good in a draft. Very handy that DPP. Um, to be fair, this one, in my opinion, was a mistake that Champion Data didn't get right last year. It would be an absolute howler if they get this wrong. Yeah. Sam Lloyd forward status. How he was a midfielder only last mm. year is beyond belief for me. Mm. Um, but he, he's absolutely locking in forward status uh, in 2020. As is... Do you need to comment on that? Yeah, yeah, no, he never played. He never played. He might have. In the, in, the, in, the, um, in the VFL, in the he, VFL, he may mid. have, yeah, with Miles the previous year. But no, he was... Oh, yeah, I think so too. Uh, this one, look, depending on the, the fantasy football or the AFL or the rumour mill trade social channels you choose to follow. This guy's either gone or going. But regardless, I think he's picking up forward status. And if he does leave this team and goes to a side where the need of inside midfielders is, then watch him. I'm talking about Hugh Greenwood. He's picking up forward status. Spent a lot of time forward in the Crows forward line with Tom Lynch out. It was always borderline mid-forward anyway. I think he's locking in forward status. Probably will be a DPP, to be fair. If he stays at the Crows, he's not going to be any better than he is right now. But if he heads to a side that does need an inside ball winner, keep a sneaky eye on it because that guy knows how to win the ball, knows how to apply some pressure in the midfield. I think he's wasted, to be honest, at the Crows. Well, there's just no need for him in the midfield. And he's yeah, just, I think he wants to stay. It's just a matter of does he get three years or two year deal? Um, if you believe the media spec- speculation. So we'll see how that goes. I think Aaron Norton's gaining forward status, more low-hanging fruit. Mm. Um, Josh Battle's gaining defensive status, more low-hanging fruit. Um, th- there's a heap of them kind of rolling through there. Chase Jones, if you want an Adelaide, Adelaide Crow, he's yeah. picking up forward status. Um, I could do this all day, Fox. This lo- um, I've got Marshall's one. a ruck. There you go. That's the lowest of low. I've got one. Okay. I've got a couple yeah. of names to throw out after this. It's a, it's a, uh, Jack Stephen. I like this one. What do you reckon? I think, and our, our like, Patreons know this, because I talked about this on our most recent exclusive yeah. podcast for premium Patreons. I think pre-journeying um, through his mental health and needing to take some time off, he was already spending a bit of time forward anyway. 
almost exclusive forward this week and probably will be the next two weeks while he builds fitness. Yep. I'd love to see him get it. Mm. I'd love to see him get it. I hope he does get it. Well, the data they're going on at the moment is five weeks and he played, the last game was pretty much... Exclusive forward yes. almost, wasn't it? Yep. And you could almost see that, foresee that happening in the next game yep. and probably the next game. Yeah, no, I think so too. So there you go. All right. Um, I reckon uh, there's a chance. I didn't see it this last week, so we might need to see it for the next two to give it a, a lockdown. But I think Brody Smith might pick up forward status. Might pick up forward status. Just okay. spent probably four or five weeks. It's probably not enough just yet to do it, but there was a four or five week period where the Crows did play him off forward 50 and then kind of pushing up into the midfield to try to pick up some... Um, sort of speed and class that the Crows have lacked inside forward 50. So, look, I don't think it's a lock, but I think it's a possibility. Yep. Um, I think Toby Green will yes. pick up midfield status. He should keep forward. He was coming off the slip of my tongue yeah. just then. I think his pre-Canelio um, injury time, where he was a lot of forward, probably should mean he keeps that, but I think his amount of midfield time now means he'll be a DPP for us. What's your thoughts, Fox, on a steel side bottom? Over the past couple of weeks, he has spent a lot of time forward. And again, do champion data choose start? How much weight do they put in starting positions as opposed to, you know, positions across the, the actual game? Because he, like a couple, another player I want to talk about in a sec, is starting inside the forward 50 a lot over the past few weeks with Stevenson, Dugowie, now Mason Cox most recently out. They're looking to create a bit of a unique forward line and he is creating for them, kind of playing a high half forward role, you know, linking up through the wings, but starting inside forward 50. Yeah, I think you're on the edge there. I'm on the edge. We've got two games to go. We do. So... Just watch. Just keep an eye on that. Any other potential gainers for you? Um, Another. Oh, here's an obvious one. Maybe not an obvious one. Here's one that should land, but his body of work in the back half of the year may outdo is what happened in the front half of the year. Ed Kerno spent enough time forward this year to pick up DPP and AFL Fantasy and Ultimate Footy as a forward, but pretty much since Bolton's gone and the Teague train has been on board, Kerno's moved into the midfield. I think it's enough, just given the amount of, you know, eight to ten weeks of data pre-Bolton's departure. Yeah. But uh, I'm not convinced that he's a lock, but you can put it in there. There's a few here that are not convinced. Okay, no, that's all right. What about Ed Langdon? To gain defence. Yep, maybe, maybe we'll start with something stronger, Fox. <laughs> that's all right. You okay. wanted one right out there. No, well, yeah, I, I that, was hoping the, for one that, that was relevant, but yeah, <laughs> that was the furthest one I could find. Okay, on my page, it was out there. So that well, that, was, that's um, definitely it's out there and gone, but that's <laughs> fine. All right, any others you got there? Because I've got um, one I want to throw out and get your take on it. Because I feel well, like I'm on the money here, but I, Jack, Jack Higgins will gain forward. Yeah, he's. He'll, he'll be, He's a forward anyway, isn't he? Uh, no, I think he's... He's a forward. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's forward eligible. Right, well, he'll, That's he'll not keep, going anywhere. He'll keep, he'll keep doing well, aren't I? Back to your maintain <laughs> level, isn't it? <laughs> Max Gorn will maintain Ruck. Yes, mate. Congratulations. Points to you. You know. Um, here's one. He's losing defence. He will have midfielder status. But I think... I think I might be able to build the case for him to gain forward status, and that's Lockie Whitfield. 
Maybe I'm going a little bit Ed Langdon at the end of the year on you. Mm. But I'm seeing him a lot start inside forward 50, then kind of what the Crows experimented with a little bit with Brody Smith. Um, then used to play up across the wings and then bring the ball inside forward 50 and still getting on the scoreboard a little bit. Not heaps, but a little bit. But his score involvements are nice and high. His inside 50s are nice and high. I'd love to see Champion Data do it. I'd love to see it because I feel like he's playing that pure yeah. mid-forward role. And again, how they classify that is totally up to them. But for me, where surely their starting positions at centre bounces need to play a substantial factor in it. He's spending a lot of time starting off inside forward 50. Yeah. What do you if think? They gave triple deep. Uh, well, TPP. That's TPP, yeah. He'd be the one, wouldn't he? Well, we're about to release a, a survey over at coachespanel.tv at the end of this week. And there are some questions about things you'd love to see, not only from the coaches panel in 2020, but also some things you'd love to see to the fantasy game that you like to play, whether it be AFL Fantasy, Supercoach, Dream Team, or the draft formats of Ultimate Footy. And that will certainly be one of the questions, because what do you think of that? If we were to bring a new change into the rule, maybe not a TPP, but a, almost like a utility type player. You know, AFL Fantasy is still running a four rucks, whereas Supercoach and Dream Team have mm. an extra midfielder. Yeah. Would you love to see like a utility, which we is an option in some draft formats? Do you a like flex. that? Yeah, flex if you want to use yeah. some American terminology or daily yeah. fantasy stuff there. It's getting to NFL. So it is a little so, bit, yeah. yeah. Well, what do you think about that kind of utility I don't type mind player? It. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind it. Yeah. There's an emergency or something. Yeah. Something different. Yeah, I don't mind it because, yeah. That can be your TPP. Emergencies are like, can kill you, especially when you've got to take the, wor- the worst of the t- you know, the worst of the two. Well, just ask like, AFL fantasy coaches this week that lost Dustin Martin and had some James Bell coming in. And uh, you think, it, it was yeah, yeah, uh, me too. Uh, where you think you get lining up for a 90 score pretty safely and you end up with a sub 30. That's a stinger for you. Uh, Any other names you reckon might gain before we move on to some, uh, not only some Patreon questions, but also kind of get our take on who are the guys to pick this week that have a nice matchup? No, come on, Fox. I said Whitfield, and I'm probably wrong. You can give me Uh, something other than Langdon. um, You've got nothing. What do you reckon Jack Bowles? Well, he's a midfielder. He's only a defender in ultimate footy this year. He's yeah. keeping that midfield status nice and strong. Yeah. He, he's a breakout contender for me next year. And he, to be fair, he's probably already broken out this year. Yeah. To be Jen, Ollie Florence, another breakout contender for you next year. But look, we'll save that for next week's episode when we're going to go club by club and give you a, some uh, some different categories to work you through there. Right. So he loses the he loses the defense. Well, in ultimate footy, he loses it for everybody else. He's a midfielder. Okay. Um, so that's all right. That's fair enough too. All right, Fox. Well, let's turn our attention then back to coaches that are focused on 2019. Two weeks left to go. 18 games of football before your fantasy season is done. Depending on how you structure your leagues, this could be your grand final week. Maybe it's next week. Or if you're chasing overall rankings glory, either a PB ranking or the number one ranking, you've got two weeks to go. And chances are you don't have any more than two trades left. That's the chances. From an injury reporting, 
There's no massive fantasy names that have been ruled out this week. Looks like Timmy Taranto is going to be good to go. Looks like Rory Sloan is going to be good to go. So there's some trades that people may have been kind of half considering. Dusty's good to go, to be pretty honest. You're the Tiger supporter here, but look, reading between the lines, like what Dimmer was saying last week, it was if it was a final, he probably would have played. Is that kind of it, oh, well, what it would have suggested? Look, look at last year in the final, he played. Well, yeah, he was injured he, and he played. Yeah, that's true. You could tell the first uh, first chance he got at the ball. He that's could right. Hardly bend over to get the ball. That's true. So yeah, he would have he would have played. All right, fair enough. Well, well let's look at this Friday, um, not just Friday night, but this round. If there was guys either to, to put the captaincy on, if you want that unique point of difference, again, super coaches and dream teamers, you've got the rolling lockout to absolutely maximize through there. Or you're looking to trade a player in, or conversely, a premium out because of a matchup. Who are some guys you either like or don't like this week, Fox, given the matchups? So the in question round 22? is who are you going to put the captains Well, it on? could be both. That- it could be because someone might not have the person. Right. That you might suggest. So it's guys that have got good matchups this week, either to vice captain, captain, All to right. trade the in. Standout for me would be the first game of the round. Dees and Swans. Mel- yeah. Yes, there's an obvious one there. Uh, yeah, uh, Sam Reed is an absolute lock. Maxi gone. He's going to have a field day, isn't he? Like Laddams yeah. and Ryder smashed through um, Aaliyah, Reed, yeah. and McLean. If a guy like Laddams can get 105, super coach, even a McKernan got 94. Yeah, it kind of says If he all. can get 94. Like, he, what's the record was 281? John O'Brien in super coach, yeah. something like that. I don't that. think he'll go that high, but... Um, I think it's one of the easiest... Maybe calls. 181. <laughs> it's one of the easiest things we're going to get all year, isn't it? Is to put yeah. the, the vice captaincy on. Very lazy one, isn't it? First up. Don't matter, man. I, I'll take a lazy 180. That's no problem at all for me. Well, if you're um, not having to work for it. But, um, anyway, yeah, that's where, that's where I would go for, from, a, for a standout. For a standout. Okay, yeah. other matchups this week. Uh, Carlton St Kilda, anything you like through there? Uh, not really. Not really. Brisbane Geelong? I've got one game that I'm very interested in. Is it the next game? The game at the at uh, Fox O'Clock at 4.35? Is oh, that the Adelaide... 4.35. Is that the Adelaide-Collingwood <laughs> game? Just make sure. Grundy plays in this game. Just make sure he's doing something that you want him to do. Yeah. Well, uh, to be honest, I don't think the Crows are going to recall Riley O'Brien. I think he's up against Sauce Jacobs. Yeah. Just quietly. There's there's a hell of a lot of uh, choices in that one too. That is captaincy, vice captaincy, yes, a clock through absolutely. there, and look, neither team really tag either, nah. so that's strong for the midfielders. Well, Pies gave up some good points, like to Oliver. Oliver got some nice points, and even Brayshaw tunned against um, <laughs> Dream Team and Fantasy. Yeah, oh, who would have thought? So yeah, there's definitely um, you know Maddie Crouch might oh, both Crouches yeah. might be in for a big one. Yeah, Trelaw will probably have a good one as well. Still oh, side Trelaw. bottom. He's been my pick to pick up on the run home yeah. in Dream Team and Fantasy, especially, but all formats. And, and he did he's pretty de- well last week. He's been delivering for me the past yeah. couple of weeks. I certainly think he's a good option. Again, um, Trelaw, how many tons does he come oh, Just eat tons every week. Defenders yeah. against Adelaide score very, very well. Um, so someone like a Jeremy Howe might be a nice, more draft or daily fantasy relevant. Yep. He could be a very good option in terms of just the amount of transition and intercept ball he could get. Um, North and Port, nothing really screams pick me in that game. Um, Probably the one concern I have is 
Matt DeBoer's likely to play. He is, isn't he? I think he probably goes to Bont. And he'll be fresh. He'll be very... Well, hopefully he's fresh. fresh. (laughs) Hopefully he's fresh. I think he goes to Bont, but as we saw a couple of times earlier in the year, if another midfielder is getting a hold of GWS, we saw two or three times early this year, DeBoer was more than happy to change targets Mm. mid-game. Which makes me a little nervous to put the C on McRae yeah. this week, or even a Dunkley. Yeah, there's three of them, isn't there? Yeah, they're not tagging Hunter. No. Um, but yeah, that's the thing that makes me nervous about the Bulldogs' trio of midfielders there. We know they're very, very good on a good run at the moment, but we have seen DeBoer change targets yeah. mid-game. And Dunkley was very damaging in the first quarter. Against week. Bombers, like, he was. Very damaging. Yes. So, yeah, th- I think there's three, like... Does he draw? How does how do they pick? How does he? Well, pick I I think Bont's probably the match winner. Yeah. So you probably try to lock down on him first. But equally, McRae and Dunkley, in their own right, are damaging footballers too. So, but again, that's just my opinion. I don't do opposition analysis for a club, yeah. but that's my thoughts. I feel you're right though. I think I think Gorn's the most obvious one, and then there's a couple of others. There are some others, and I'll, yeah. give me one of those, and then I've got a real crazy one. Oh well, the guy that's been going on a hot run the moment for GWS, uh, Toby Green. Yeah, nice. Yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd have to be. Yeah, he's the most informed player in the comp just about at the moment. Yeah, and um, against the Doggies, like Merritt got 141 against yeah, that's the pretty Doggies. that's good, isn't it? Toby, what's, what's Toby Green? He's, 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 he could even, he's he not could going under 120 that. in yeah. that game barring injury, and the fact they've got Gold Coast the following week just smells of a yeah, choice. Yeah, very decent choice. Um, he would have gone better in Supercoach a lot of turn, as usual. It was a, a terrible turn. game yeah, for a lot of clangers. Contest wasn't great work. So I'll leave him alone in Supercoach. But uh, Are you yeah, telling Trevor, me to leave Toby Green alone in Supercoach? As a captain, as a captain. Oh, as a captain. Yeah, oh, to be yeah. fair though, barring injury, you, you've got your captain score at max score on Friday night, yeah, yeah. unless a Callum Sinclair comes back, you know, or a Grassy Noel gets a yeah. debut. Please, Sydney, don't do that. We need a cash cow ruckman for next year. We haven't. Forgotten about the Suns either. That's that's, gonna be that's a pretty tasty one, matchup. Yeah, I would not trade this person in using a trade in a daily salary fantasy. Cap, yep. Yeah, salary cap is out. All right, we're talking tra- we're draft, draft or daily yep. fantasy. Every day of the week, <laughs> you're going to your waiver wire. Do it now and pick up one J Roughhead. Farewell game against the easiest team to score against. Everybody's going to want to make sure. Like Hawks need a good win here. They're a mathematical chance at finals. They need a lot to go their way. One of those things is getting a big percentage boost. So it should be raining goals at Marvel Stadium on Sunday. So he plays. He in plays. The square. In he plays <laughs> inside forward fifty, and everybody wants to get the ball to Ruffy. He, I, I'm going for. I don't like making predictions on coaches panel podcasts because they fail me in the derriere most times. He's getting at least eight shots at goal. Right, so they're just going to leave the area space. In Go front of him, paddock on him, and he's just going to run out. I don't know if it's going to be that crazy, but surely there's not a world where he's not going to get a chance to get a an absolute bag and five goals plus. He has to get a ton. I'm That's... I'm banking him to get a ton across all. And he'd be months. on the wave. He'd, he'd have to be. Go and pick him way. up. Yeah. Like, what have you got to lose? Like, if it was against like a Bulldogs or a West Coast, sure, you're not doing it. Even if it was his farewell game, which it is against those teams, you don't do it. But against Gold Coast, who have no tall defenders, you absolutely do that. A team that is absolutely gassed and run out of their feet, 
you absolutely do that. Um, even just looking at some of the goal numbers last week, like Charlie Cameron kicked six. Again, he's a small. Eric Hipwood, who's not the most dynamic goal-scoring forward, a very, very good footballer, he had two goals. You go um, the week earlier uh, against the Gold Coast Suns, um, they took on Collingwood. Again, no real tools, but Hoskin Elliott kicked four. Jamie Elliott kicked two. Majacek kicked two. So, like, it's going to rain goals. Ruffies. Uh, again, don't trade him in in AFL fantasy treats him or super coach. But in a draft or a daily fantasy, especially if you're weak in the forward line, take the punt. Like, if you're stuck with guys this like... This is going to be a prelim. Yeah, I know. So, I'm doing so, it. Yeah. It'll cost me, and and I'll blame myself. But at least I'll go down back in my gut, which is if always good to do. If you've got a spot there, yeah. yeah. You've if you've got, got a spot, spot for it, yeah. don't do it. Don't go and drop an Ed Kerno. Don't don't go and drop a Tom Lynch yeah. from Richmond yeah. for it. Although that might, you know, against West Coast, maybe yeah, it is yeah. the week to do. Yeah, I wouldn't be happy with Tom Lynch's game this week. All right, fair enough. Any other guys um, for round 22 that you feel like are good matchups through there? Ricky Henderson, I suppose. Isaac Smith. I know we're just talking Hawks now. Omira. Omira, yeah, but I don't want him next week because he's coming up against Hutchings. Then again, Hutchings didn't really lock down on any of the midfielders against the Crows last week, did he? And we did see that trend with West Coast starting to lock down on opposition's kind of creative halfback. And so maybe what we've been concerned about for large chunks of the year won't happen. But then again, Omira's been quiet. Who is the, uh, actually, Omira, they might throw the... Suns have been tagging, haven't they? Have they uh... The Suns have uh, occasionally used a tag. It was Lemons a couple of weeks ago, uh, and now it was back to Took. Yeah, they might, do you reckon I they might do that I think they're more the likely Omira? to tag Omira. Yeah. Given just a little bit of... Uh, Are they happy that he left? Uh, if you listen to several Damien Barrett podcasts, pretty safe to say they felt he was staying and yes. he didn't. I heard that too. So yeah. he gets a tag. Yeah, I think he gets a tag this week too. Whether it's or not, it's effective is another thing, but I think that's a, it's a fair call too. Uh, any other players? Uh, and then next week, no, we'll talk about them next week. But they're the round 22 ones. Yeah, not really. No, no one else. No, they're the ones. The midfield game where there's no tags is the Crows and the, and the Pies game, isn't it? That's that would, just yeah, going to be a free-for-all. Yeah, yeah. If um, Gorn doesn't, doesn't monster hit the numbers it. you want, that's probably what, the game. Anything under 130? Are you just moving on? One, yeah, one... Yeah, it's a bit... You take 130. You take 130. At the, the end of the day, you take yeah, you take. You, like, why, why risk it? Yeah, you, you, you bank the points. Unless you felt like there was a match-up you knew yeah, it was money. Look, it's a prelim final, too. You, you so you're watching your opponent. You are you watching know, his moves. So. And again, you get that opportunity in Dream Team and Supercoach. AFL Fantasy. Would you put the captaincy on him in AFL Fantasy, knowing you're locked away with Gorn? Is he your, one of your top choices this week for captaincy? No. He'd be in the mix? He'd be in the mix, but I'd probably I'd tend to stick with that Adelaide. Collins You'd look at a Trelaw type yeah. manoeuvre. Or, or Matty Crouch. Or Crouch or Grundy or something. Yeah. Okay, fair enough too. All right, fair enough, man. Uh, let's jump into some of our Patreon questions. I've been incredible supporters of the Coaches Panel in 2019. And you can join the Patreon army. I know the season is done, but the pre-season for 2020 is actually about to get underway. Heap of exclusive content, plenty of tiers to get involved. Pledge your support now. Patreon.com 
forward slash coaches panel. Uh, our first question, I'm going to throw them all to you, Fox. Uh, How many we got? Uh, just a handful. So we, we've tried to, a lot of people have wanted to know um, DPP questions. So we've tried to merge uh, just the ones that are involving trades. Yep. Uh, Stephen Summers wants to know, it's an AFL fantasy question. He can only upgrade one of the following. Cash is an issue. Miller, Hunter, Tuke Miller, t- uh, Hunter Clark, Hearn, or Dersma. Okay. Um, if it was a defensive upgrade, um, would it be like a Crisp or a Hooley? Is it in a mid-upgrade? He's looking at Kelly, Crouch, Zorko, Merritt. His focus is on winning his prelim matchup where he's the underdog. Mm. What's the one you like? I do you like Crisp? I like, you like crisp, so trading He's, crisp for like a Dersma, you reckon's the points through there? I don't know how, yeah, it's not going to be a huge. I don't think. You want to defend a score well against the Crows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He He's goes, playing yeah. mids a bit, though. I don't mind that yeah. matchup, or I'd be looking to get in a Kelly in against the Western Bulldogs. Those would be the two I'd be looking at. Getting crisp in. Yeah. What's the points gap from a Dersma, who's probably your worst on field, mm. versus up to a, a crisp, as opposed to, say, a Took? up to a Josh Kelly. Whatever you think is going to give you the most points, that's the way to go. Yeah, get rid of Took. Took's your one? Yeah, I, I would get rid of Took. Yeah, Des was shown he, he can score okay. Um, for for the record, uh, Port Adelaide this week, uh, head to Marvel Stadium to take on the Kangaroos, for what it's worth. Uh, all right, Stephen, I hope that helps you. Uh, the GDT, he has one real dream team trade left. Wow, one. Um, it's How much a, cash? I'm getting to that, Fox. Predicted close matchup in his prelim. Fiorini on field and is struggling, but also slightly more expensive than Lysette, who's on his forward bench. If he's using DPP maneuvers, he can get Fiorini to the bench and bring in any midfielder under 684000 for Lysette. So, these are his options. The pool includes Duncan, who has matchups against Brisbane and Carlton. Yep. Parker. Put a line through this one. Don't do this one. Melbourne and St. Kilda. Rockliffe, North and Frio. Put a line through that one, mate. Just save your time. Neil, Geelong and Richmond. Neither team's tag. Just as a reference point on that, but I'm not a huge fan. Yo or Shuey. Uh, Richmond and Hawthorne are the Eagles final two. O'Meara, GC and West Coast. We've talked a bit about O'Meara. Mm. Hunter is in Lockie Hunter. Um, GWS and the Crows, and then Seb Ross, Carlton and Sydney. Uh, Neil is the only one in his opponent's team. So, two questions. One, at this point in time, given it's a close matchup, do you look to counter, or do you look to create a new unique variable that could win you the matchup? What, what, how do you like to play yeah, the game, take Fox? Take it on your terms. Okay, so go a unique, don't, ca- don't I'd, lock I'd him be- away. Yeah, I'd be more to take it on your own Okay, terms, not... so let's say, uh, let's take Neil out of the equation. Don't be defensive. Yeah. I'm going to rule Parker out because he's just been a bit inconsistent over the past couple of weeks. Again, purely for dream team we're talking. And that's what we're it's... trying to do to help him out. He's had a good year, Lukey Parker. but He can't, he... He can't get a side bottom? Well, he hasn't said he can get to side bottom. Like, I would go. Sidey would be yours? Yeah, I think you'd agree. Well, I've been big on like, steel side bottom on the. I think Collingwood's got a ripper too. Like last two games, they do have a nice little match up there. Uh, the Crows He'd this have to week. Be unique. He would be. Oh, he definitely would fit unique. He's just pretty a little bit more expensive. He's about uh, oh, okay. nine thousand more than what he can afford. Oh, are you kidding me? Nine. 
again, if you can only get 684, that's the way to go. The reason I'm hesitant on Luke Parker would be the fact that he's gone 53 and 87. Uh, Yeah, he did have a couple of tons after that, but he's only had two tons in his past six games. And you've got to go back to round 14 for the last time he went over 120. So, so could, no thanks. So he could have got side by him last week. He could have got sidey last week. But the, nobody wants to hear that. So we're down to okay. Duncan. Yeah. I'm going to put a line through Rockliffe because he's just not given yeah. us a, any kind of... Again, if we're talking about ceiling potential, absolutely. But again, for Dream Team and AFL Fantasy, um, his average in the last five is 89. So form's not there. Neil's out, so he's down to Yo and Shuey. O'Meara, we've both kind of said, maybe not this week. Amira, great. Oh, yeah, no. West yeah, Coast yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, Gold yeah. Coast. He's definitely getting the tag, isn't he? I would suggest, yes. Again, how much do you think that's going to stop him is another question. If you want to go crazy, and and I like crazy, um, I, I like the Severos pick just personally. Yeah, I, think I, he's in, I think he's in good form. He's averaging 118 in Dream Team right. in his last three. Granted, that's really heavily weighted by the 146 against right, Melbourne. I'll come, I'll come clean. Yeah. I've, I've got Seb Ross in both AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. I got him in a few weeks ago. I thought he finished the year off. 146, well. 97, 112 was his last three. Yeah, so the two before that were 70s and a 50, but then he came off the back of a couple of tons. So I don't mind Sebi Ross. Duncan's solid, but I don't think he's got massive ceiling um, at least over the past couple of weeks yeah I like Sebros but I think the key is who do you think's got the best ceiling over these two weeks especially this week and if it's just about a one week matchup um, I don't mind Elliot Yo either just quietly he, he goes alright against the Tigers I don't mind that but that's just me yeah big body yeah big body Tigers don't tag yeah, struggle against big boys. Trent, they held Chris, but they got um, Ross in there now. Yes, they so, do. Well, he should play again. Trent's not going to be back yeah. this week. Graham. Yeah, no, I'd be careful of Yo with okay. Ross. All right. Then. Ross went straight to him. All right. Um, yeah, go. Um, uh, if you if you want an opinion, yes, just an opinion. Yes. Se- well, that's all we're giving. Sebros. Sebros. Sebros is your way to go. Good luck to you, GDT. Travis uh, has also got uh, some more questions. <laughs> Uh, but they are pretty much about exactly the similar sort of players. So we might wrap up uh, the episode there. Hey, Fox, mate, as always, appreciate your flying right, work. See you in a week. One more week to go, one more podcast. And next week, we're going to do like our, uh, our MVP club by club. We'll talk about the strugglers. We'll talk about a, uh, a potential breakout candidate. Oh, I like that. And uh, maybe a few other things, club by club reviews. For Patreons, you'll get a much more in-depth review. But We're going to do the whole 18 in one go? whole or? 18 in a podcast, we gonna Fox. we're going to split it? Oh, oh, maybe we'll split it, but we'll release it in the same week. I don't think that, we, that would be, we'd have enough time. You know we'd record it on the same day, Fox. Yeah, but we might have to cut it in too. I'll cut it in too. We'll yeah. figure it out. Look, hey, thank it's you again much. for your work uh, this episode and for you for All listening right. uh, this week. Uh, we hope for you, whether it be a prelim or a rankings dash to the line, we hope everything goes your way. Thank you for your support of the coaches panel so far in 2019. And we'll be cheering you on as you head into the second last week of your fantasy footy season. <laughs>